0: Friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings, where we are super focused on taking your shop from struggling sales to consistent cha-chings. My name is Lauren, and I'm so thankful that you're back again. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about getting ready for the holidays, and I know that you are probably there thinking that I am one of those people that's decorating my house for Christmas on November 1st, and you may or may not be right, but that's really not the point. My, like, Buddy the Elf excitement over Christmas is not really what this episode is about. It's about getting ready for the holidays in time for us to not be stressed and freaking out about the holidays. So I want you to get an early start on really processing and thinking about what you're going to be doing. And so it is definitely not too early to be thinking about the holidays and really having that plan hammered out for yourself so that you have a a good grasp of what your goals are for this season and how you're going to wrap up 2019 and have a good holiday season. Before we dive into that topic today, I am going to read the review of the week. I appreciate you guys leaving me so many reviews lately so that I don't run out of reviews for the review of the week. And if you have not left a review yet, I would so greatly appreciate it it helps to continue to boost up the popularity of this podcast and get it found on iTunes for other Etsy sellers that want to link arms with their fellow sellers and have a community of support. So the review of the week for this week is from vic 13 and she says, Lauren is very authentic and gives clear direction on how to overcome shipping obstacles. She gives real examples and explains each situation in great detail. She's very confident in her speaking and makes me believe that I can overcome any situation that arises while growing my Etsy business. I appreciate that so much Steph Vic 13. I am glad that that shipping episode which was number 26 is the one that she's referring to all about shipping issues and how you deal with that. So I'm glad that that was helpful for you. And if other listeners are out there having shipping issues or feeling not so confident in their customer service, go back and listen to that episode number 26, You've Got a Shipping Issue, Now What? Once again, thank you Stefik13 for that review. So let's jump in to our holiday prep. How are we gonna get our shops ready for the holiday season so that it doesn't sneak up on us like it does every year and we're gonna stay one step ahead of it this year and not be so stressed? This is my eight step process to holiday prep in no particular order, so it's not necessarily like a step-by-step plan, but these are all really important factors of how we're going to get ready for the holiday. So I'm going to go through those eight steps for this episode. The first one is to think about whether or not your product is going to be something that even really is going to have a holiday rush, because While the holidays are a really big shopping time, they're not a really big shopping time for every single niche of products. You may have a very, very popular shop that is not the most popular or doesn't have the highest sales of the year at the holidays. For example, there are things that people are buying as gifts that sell really well around the holidays. These could be jewelry, funny or gag gifts like white elephant type things, unique items, personalized items, some decor stuff, wreaths, baby gifts, clothing. These are all popular around the holidays. They're popular for people to buy for themselves and they're also popular to buy as a gift. Something that you might make that maybe wouldn't be so popular around the holidays could be seasonally specific items, like maybe you have a whole shop of beach towels and beach stuff that's probably not going to be hugely popular around the holidays. Or maybe you have very time-sensitive items, like you sell gender reveal announcements and gender reveal stuff for gender reveal parties most likely people are not going to be having a ton of gender reveal parties right around the holidays. Weddings could be another one. While I do think that there is a chunk of people that get married around the holidays, myself included. I got married in January, the beginning of January. But for the most part, Christmas is not a huge time for weddings. So this wouldn't necessarily be your peak season. So that's the first step, is to think about whether or not this is even something that you really have to think about or plan for. If you are selling in a niche that is not going to have a holiday rush, there's nothing wrong with that. Like You don't have to try and figure out a way to make your non-holiday items more holiday themed. If you have a busier season that's at a different time of the year. I would actually argue that that might even be better for your work-life balance because the holidays are very busy in our personal lives as well. So when you combine a holiday rush in your business with a busy holiday season personally, it can get really stressful. So if you have a popular season that's let's say in March or April and you say, you know what, I don't really want to try and figure out how I can appeal to Christmas time weddings there's nothing wrong with that. The next little tidbit of advice that I want to give you is if you decide that you are in a niche that is going to be popular at the holidays or could potentially be really popular at the holidays, and you want to try and harness some of that holiday season, holiday traffic, holiday buying power, then my advice to you would be to copy some of your listings and update the titles and the tags to reflect that specific holiday that you're trying to target. Whether that is Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever your item is focused on or whatever your item appeals to, to copy the listing that you think this one would fit into and update those titles and tags to reflect trying to target that holiday. So maybe you have something that is really popular as a graduation gift and you have advertised it as a graduation gift. You could update that to be, women's Christmas gift or personalized Christmas gift or teenager Christmas gift or whatever you're trying to target. So rather than having that holiday that has already passed, you can update it to the upcoming holiday. The caveat to that that I want to add is that if you are on a really tight budget and you haven't really dialed in your SEO yet, so you're not having a lot of sales or you're not really seeing a good response to the titles or the tags that you're using on your items, It may not be a good idea to copy a lot of your listings because those fees, although it's only 20 cents to list something, if you have hundreds and hundreds of items that you're copying, that may not be the best use of your resources. So this is something that I would do if you have fairly consistent sales for a different holiday or for a different celebration that people are buying this gift for, you could update that to reflect the upcoming holiday. The next thing that I want you to do with your shop for the holiday season is to decide on your holiday end dates. The United States Postal Service and I'm sure other postal services around the world put out their holiday shipping deadlines. So these are sort of loose ideas of when you need to have things in the mail in order for them to get there by Christmas is what they really do. They don't have dates for other holidays. Christmas is the big one that they put out these dates for. So for ground mail, they say it should be in the mail by December 14th. For first class, they say December 20th. For priority, December 21st. And express, December 23rd. However, I will tell you that it gets a little dicey around the holidays. And also the post office's guarantee with express mail. So like, for example, if you send something by the 23rd, they are only guaranteeing the express mail, like the guarantee that you get where you get your money back if it's not delivered within two days, they are only guaranteeing that within two business days. So I would actually venture to say that December 23rd is not really a good deadline for them to have for express mail. It really should be more like December 21st or December 22nd in order for it to get there in time for Christmas. Their guarantees change around the holidays in regards to those things. So you definitely want to check on that if you are guaranteeing it from your side and you're guaranteeing to the buyer that it will get there by Christmas. You also want to think about how long your products take to make and what your turnaround time is on your items before you are cutting it so, so very close to Christmas. So you don't want to, let's say your items take a little while to make or everything is made to order or personalized, or whatever. You don't want to have your cutoff for your shop be December 20th, and then you're super, super scrambling to get those things in the mail by December 21st, or you know, you're having to overnight everything because you've waited too late. So you need to be able to back up into how popular your shop is, how many orders you're going through, and what your processing time is to be able to get those in the mail. If your products are super Christmas specific, do not let people wait until the last minute to order because the thing about it is, let's say when I was making my monogrammed Christmas shirts that people had or or monogrammed Christmas pajamas that people were ordering and they had like Santa Claus on them, if that arrives in the mail, if it gets delayed and it arrives in the mail after Christmas time, they are not going to be happy with that transaction no matter if you fulfilled your part of it the way that you were supposed to or not because they don't really have a use for that item after Christmas. Like what are they gonna do with a Santa Claus shirt after Christmas passes? (laughs) So you need to make sure that you don't cut it too close, make sure that those margins of time are still available to you, and also make sure that you are extremely clear about your refund policy and not guaranteeing that things are going to get there on a certain date. So we talked about this a little bit in episode 26 about shipping issues, but you absolutely want to make sure that you are never guaranteeing a certain arrival date for your product. Because around the holidays, shipping can get a little bit more difficult, a little bit lengthier, taking more time to get there, more delays, more uh, misrouted things that do eventually show up, but they take longer than expected. You don't want to be in a position where you're having to refund personalized items because you guaranteed that they were going to be there by December 22nd and they got routed through Timbuktu and now they're not going to get there in time. The next thing that I would tell you is to make sure that you have product in stock and make sure you have a really good grasp mentally or like on a spreadsheet or something of what you have in stock and what your limits are and let your customers know what is popular and what is likely to sell out. If you order your materials or your blanks or whatever goes into your products from overseas, you need to be ordering that like ASAP because it's going to take longer. It's going to get more delayed. It's going to have more times that things are selling out. All of these things just get more difficult at the holidays. So you don't want to be placing an order from China on November 20th, hoping that you're going to get it in stock in order to be able to put it together into whatever you make and get it out and have it arrive by Christmas. Make sure that you have a good buildup of stock available based on your sales and based on the trends of your shop. If you haven't been in business for longer than a year, so this is your first Christmas going into it, I would really caution you against buying a whole lot and let it kind of ride through this holiday, this Christmas and see how it goes so that you can prepare better for next year. It's better to sell out of a product and feel like you maybe missed out on some sales over Christmas than it is to spend a ton of money buying inventory and then have a bunch of stuff left over that you're not able to use until next year because it is so holiday themed. The inventory part of it has gotten easier now that on the back end of your listing, you're able to put in variations in the inventory of that. So if you only have one listing for each product, like you haven't copied listings multiple times, you can put in the inventory quantities that you have. I have three white, I have two purple, I have two green, whatever. And that will automatically update as people are ordering. So that keeps track of it for you. However, if you have more than one listing, like I have lots and lots of listings of basically the same product, it gets harder because Etsy doesn't connect those listings and connect the inventory together, so they're not synced. The next thing I would tell you is to make things ahead of time if you are able to and if they're not personalized, but don't make too much. During the holiday season, the turnaround time is really critical. Faster turnaround time will have more sales, and I would say across the board, people wait until the last minute. So if you have the ability to get things out very quickly in early December or December 10th or whatever, you are going to see an uptake in sales because of that, because people are waiting until the last minute and then you have the ability to make this super cute item that they can get really fast. So ready to ship will be a big bonus for buyers and having a really fast turnaround time will also be a really big benefit. As a side note, part of that, I would also encourage you to add a rush fee if they order at the last minute. Have a cutoff for what you're willing to do and add a rush fee if you have the capacity and you have the mental you know, ability to deal with the stress of a last minute order. If they have waited until the last minute and then they expect you to drop what you're doing and make something right this second for no additional fee, You shouldn't take that order. That's not the kind of customer that you really want to deal with. Those are the people that are gonna be really, really mad if it doesn't come when they're expecting it to. And also it's just not fair to you as the seller to put that pressure on yourself um, that they have waited until the last minute. And then, I mean, I have had people... Literally email me and say, can you get this out within the next two hours? As if I'm just sitting in front of my computer every day waiting for them to email me. And my answer to that a lot most of the time is no. But sometimes if I'm not doing anything or if it happens to be in a day where I don't have a lot going on, which doesn't really happen that often these days, but when I was a little bit newer to it and I didn't really have anything going on and I did have the margin of time to be able to do that, I would say, sure, I can get that out by this afternoon. It will be an additional $15 rush fee. And that is pure profit for me. But that goes as profit for me because they are, I am bending over backwards to accommodate their last minute request. I still do not ever guarantee that it's going to arrive by a certain date. All I will say is that, I will get it in the mail by three o'clock this afternoon. And if you need it by a certain date and you want it guaranteed to arrive by a certain date, then it will be an additional whatever, 20 or $25 for an express mail. And I have had people pay the rush fee and an express mail fee to ship things overseas. Like they end up paying almost $100 just in shipping stuff. So that's on them if they want to spend that money. Absolutely, I will give them the opportunity to do that if I'm willing to take the order. Um, but I'm not. I'm certainly not going to do it for free. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to jump on in here and say I have a free holiday planning guide. If you are struggling with some of the keywords or some of the tags and titles and just wrapping your head around how you're going to get your shop in the holiday spirit and really geared up for the holidays, you can download that free guide at creativemomboss.com dot com forward slash holidays. It is totally free, you do have to sign up, but it's an immediate download so you can jump on in there and get it right away. All right, now back to the episode. The next thing that I would really encourage you to do as you are wrapping your head around what you're going to offer for this holiday season and really getting your plan in place like over the next week or so, is to think about how you can make this whole process easier, on the gift giver and less stress for them. So you want to position your shop as the answer to somebody that is last minute shopping or shopping for a really special gift or shopping for a personalized gift or a unique repurposed something or other that they can't get anywhere else. Your shop is the answer to that. So how do you make that process easier on that gift giver who is looking for this very special item but, like the rest of us, is really busy and kind of stressed at the holiday season. So this this can be a variety of things, but one of my favorite ways to do this is through the presentation of the item as a gift. So they don't really have to do anything to make this a really super special gift. This includes gift wrapping, a really nice note card, pretty packaging so that they can ship it directly to the recipient of it. Take a picture of how you wrap your items, take a picture of how they're packaged, and add those things to your listing. I would actually encourage you to add them either as the front page picture or one of the very first pictures so that they can see it as that's how it's presented. And oh my gosh, look how cute that looks. Look how pretty that looks, how elegant, whatever it is. My favorite place for packaging materials is Paper Mart. It's just papermart.com. They have thousands of different options of almost anything that you could possibly imagine. Ribbon, cards, bags, boxes, everything. Another one that's talked about a lot online is Uline, but my experience with Uline is that it's very expensive to buy their products and they have very expensive shipping. At least the last time that I looked at their products, the shipping on the items was very expensive. So I would really recommend that you check out Paper Mart for those goods. Also, Amazon has a ton of stuff and is always an option. I like Paper Mart because it's a little easier to look through and see the options that they have and find exactly what you're looking for. And they just have more available options for packaging. I also would encourage you to maybe lower your prices for gift wrapping around the holidays. I will probably do this as the holidays get a little bit closer, Right now, I offer gift wrap for $5 for my items because I hate gift wrapping and I don't really want people to select gift wrapping because I hate doing it. And so I charge $5 for it to try and discourage them from the gift wrapping. Closer to the holiday season, I will probably lower that because my actual costs in gift wrapping stuff is very cheap. And so I would like to be able to, offer that for cheaper for the holidays to encourage people to ship it as a gift. I would really encourage you though to not offer specific holiday themed things. So if you have wrapping paper or bows or ribbon or tissue paper or whatever, I would encourage you to just use basic solid colors or patterns that are non-holiday specific. Because the problem with buying holiday specific stuff is that you're not gonna be able to use it after the holidays. So if you buy Santa Claus wrapping paper and you don't have as many holiday orders that are gift wrapped as you were hoping, you're going to have leftover Santa Claus wrapping paper that you can't use for a whole nother year. And that gets expensive when you're holding onto inventory like that. Across the board, I like to encourage you guys to not hold onto inventory as much as possible because that's just money in your business that's tied up in something that you can't use again for a whole another year. Also, as a part of gift wrapping, I would encourage you to have a a note card or a postcard or some sort of something that customers can write out their gift message and you will actually hand write it out for them. This takes a little bit of time, but it adds such a more special feeling to the package versus just printing out the crappy packing slip that Etsy offers. So to actually write out, you know, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever the holiday is, and uh, allow them to write out that special message to their gift recipient. Again, it just takes it off their plate. It makes it a no-brainer for them because they don't have to worry about it. Lastly, with your packaging, I would really encourage you to have something in your packages that offers a discount or something special to the gift recipient. So you have already gotten the gift giver as a customer. They're the one that's buying the item and sending it to somebody. But now you have the opportunity to advertise to the gift recipient who's never maybe heard of your shop before. So have something that you're printing out from your shop, a postcard, a business card, a coupon code, a social media following something, shout out type thing. And take that opportunity to advertise to that gift recipient so that they know where this item came from and they know the shop that's behind it. The next thing I want to talk about in regards to our holiday season is offering a sale. We talked about this in depth in episode number 24. So go back and listen to that if you are going down a rabbit hole of feeling like you should discount everything for the holidays. Because as I went into in depth in that episode, I am not a big fan of sales for a lot of reasons. I don't think across the board that it's very necessary, and especially at the holidays when people are shopping anyway, they're going to be buying what they want anyway, and I don't really think that it's a good idea to discount your stuff. But if you would disagree with me and you are a really big fan of running sales, that's fine. In general, that is not the feedback that I got from people when I released that episode. Most people told me that they had had experiences like mine where they had run a sale and either their actual sales had stayed the same or they had dropped and so they were just making significantly less money. But anyway, if you like to run sales, I think that there's a few things that you should think about in regards to that. And if you're deciding between running a sale or not, Again, that episode is number 24, but one of the things that I really think that you should think about in regards to running a sale like Black Friday, Black Friday is a big one. It's a big shopping day, and in general in the United States, it's a big shopping day. I would not say it's a super big shopping day on my shop because I don't run sales, but if you're on the fence about it, think about whether or not it's going to be worth it to you to work more hours for less profits. So I tend to think of sales as something that works for big box stores because they're able to have a high turnover of products. They can they can sell more items and they can make their money by selling that larger volume of items rather than having higher profit margins on individual items. But that doesn't necessarily translate to a handmade shop because you're not necessarily able to have that larger volume, or that larger volume comes at a price for you, and that price is your time. So if you're sitting on the fence about running a sale, think about whether or not it is going to be worth it to you to have those lower profit margins. There's not a right answer here. It's going to be different depending on what your personal life looks like and depending on where your priorities lie. So For example, you may be working 10 hours next week to finish your orders and you make $20 in profit per order. So you're working 10 hours, making $20 in profit per order but you run a sale and you end up having 20 hours worth of work. So you've doubled the number, the amount of work that you have to do and you're making only $15 in profit instead of $20 in profit per order. So you have to think about whether or not that's going to be worth it to you. You've doubled the amount of time that you are working and you have not doubled the amount of profit that you're making. But you are making more money overall. It's just less money per order or less money per hour. So again, there is no right answer to this. It is not worth it to me to do that personally, but it really depends on what your goals are and sort of what else you have that is demanding your time or what kind of value you place on the time that you're spending. If you do decide to run a sale, I would really encourage you to start promoting it on social media to your audience or in an email list if you have one or wherever your audience is and start early. Decide what you want to do for, let's say, Black Friday. It's coming up in only a few weeks, so you need to start promoting that and build up the excitement and the hype before the date. You don't want to just drop one Instagram post the day of Black Friday and expect a huge amount of sales. Marketing research suggests that people need to see something an average of seven times before they want to buy it. So don't worry about overloading them at this point. They're going to be overloaded for like from here through the holidays. So if they're annoyed, they can always unfollow you. They can mute you or not show your posts or whatever. But I think buyers are pretty used to being bombarded with offers, especially around the holiday. So I wouldn't really worry about that. The other thing that I will say, if you are sitting here listening and you're like, but I don't have an audience, I don't have really an engaged Instagram, I don't have an email list, I don't have a Facebook group or a Facebook page, I don't really have an audience anywhere, then I would recommend that you don't run a sale. A sale is going to work the best when you have an engaged audience that follows you, Not necessarily just random shoppers on Etsy or random people who stumble upon your products in a search on Etsy. It's going to work better when you have people that are engaged with you individually. So if you do not have that audience somewhere, whether it is social media or email or whatever, I would say that running a sale is probably not going to be a good idea for you. If you do have that audience and you have had that audience for several years, I would really encourage you to test it out year over year and see. Maybe run a sale one year, don't run a sale the next year and see what happens. Because my guess would be and my prediction and what I have experienced personally is that all a sale did was lower my overall revenue because it lowered the amount of my average order value because it was discounted. It did not actually increase increase my sales. It didn't increase the number of repeat buyers or anything. It just lowered my overall revenue. But again, a lot of that is testing and it's dependent on your market and your audience. So I would encourage you to make sure that you have a good grasp of your numbers and to really test that out. The last thing that I will say about gearing up for the holidays is to communicate with your audience about everything regarding the holidays. You are in control of your business, but you need to have clear expectations, clear policies, and clear communication with your customers to make sure that you all are on the same page about what those expectations are and what you're willing to do. I talked a lot about shipping issues in episode number 26, but I just want to stress it again. Do not guarantee that things will arrive by a certain date. This is the fastest way to make people mad. And it's the fastest way to really get into um, murky waters because you have guaranteed something that you shouldn't have guaranteed. But now that you have guaranteed it, you're going to be held to that what you've said. So if you say, it will be there by December 23rd and you mail it on December 1st and it doesn't get there because it gets routed around the world, you are going to be held responsible for that because you did guarantee it even though it wasn't your fault. So make sure that you have really thought through what this whole season is going to look like in terms of making your products and your turnaround time and also your personal life. You want to make sure that you've set your deadlines and you are communicating with your customers, I would say starting in November, about when you're gonna cut off when you're accepting orders. So if you have ready-to-made items, this could be when your last day of shipping is gonna be or when your last day of working is gonna be. If you have handmade items you need to or made-to-order items, you need to make sure you're backing up enough time to have time to make the items before that shipping cutoff or before your personal shipping cutoff. And also, lastly, I wanna encourage you to be kind to yourself. This is a special time of the year for your family as well. And that doesn't just mean that you are working yourself to the bone and you are leaving it absolutely all on the table for your customers and for your shop and for your business. You don't want to have a point where you are so bogged down in orders that by the time you cut off the order intake for the season, you have absolutely nothing left for your family, or you are so over the holidays because you've stressed yourself out so much by doing these orders until the last minute. I will tell you, and this I'm 100% speaking from experience in that because I have definitely had that experience of working myself to the bone because I wanted to harness this Christmas traffic and this Christmas buying power and knowing that sales drop a little bit in January traditionally because January is not a huge retail month for most industries. Obviously, there are always outliers with that. But for most industries, January is not going to be a huge time. So I have been in a position where I've said, I really want to have, you know, super, super high sales for Christmas and just worked and worked and worked myself to death in December trying to have that because, you know, it's kind of a shortened month because Christmas is the 25th. So this year, 7 years later, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. But 7 years later, I am saying I'm not going to work after my kids get out of school. And my kids are on a flex schedule, so they get out of school like the 10th of Jan of December. I am not going to work in after they get out of school, and that means I'm probably going to have to stop taking orders that ship before Christmas by December 1st because in order to have time to finish out my queue of orders and finish out all the orders that I have that need to go out, I can't stop it December 9th and be done by December 10th. I have to back it up enough that I have time to produce those items because all of my items are made to order. So my goal, and I'll let you know how it goes, (laughs) I'm planning on doing a goal setting episode in January, so sort of reflect back on this, and you guys need to hold me to it, but My goal is to stop taking orders December 1st to finish out that queue of orders by December 10th or whenever, whatever that Friday will be. I haven't looked at a calendar, but it's always around December 10th and then be done. And my kids are going to be out of school for several weeks and I'm just going to hang out with them and make gingerbread houses and drink hot chocolate. And I'll probably be losing my mind like five days into it because my kids are wild. But that's going to be my holiday season this year and I have not done that in the past because I have put all this pressure on myself and what I've ended up doing is feeling like I've sacrificed time with my family and I've sacrificed some of those memories with my kids so that I can take these last minute orders from people who are, you know, stressed and procrastinated. And this year I am just finally drawing that boundary and saying, "You know what? That is not my fault that you waited until the last minute to order something, and I'm not going to sacrifice that time with my children so that you can have this special thing for your child. And that could be, you know, maybe that is not professional of me, or maybe that's selfish of me, or rude, or whatever, but that's the boundary that I'm putting in place this year, and I don't really think that it's going to impact my overall yearly sales that much. Again, I will update you in January and let you know how it goes. But the whole point of me telling you that is to tell you that it is okay to draw those boundaries. I do not want you, and and I feel like I talk about this a lot on the podcast, hopefully you are internalizing it in a way that allows it to be okay with you, that it is okay to draw that boundary and say, I just don't want to do this right now because this season is really special to me or My kids are out of school and I want to spend the time with them or whatever. This can be a very, very profitable season. It also can be a very, very stressful season. So I want you to be kind to yourself, to keep that in mind. There's always another busy season. There's always another busy month. There's always time to dive into that and to have more sales and more profit and more revenue and finding that balance can be really difficult. So I want to give you permission to have that boundary as well, and I hope that you can make this such a wonderful balance for you with the holidays and with your family. That's all for this week. I have a super special episode coming up next week. This is going to be my first time interviewing a guest on the podcast, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Haven't gotten that download, head on over to creativemomboss.com forward slash holidays. There's a holiday planning guide there and you can download it for yourself and start getting your shop in tip top shape for the holiday season. I'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.